Welcome to What I Wish I Knew by Dental Head Start, your weekly mentoring session thanks to cpdjunkie.com.au. I'm Bridget Wall and I'm here with my co-host, David Kia. What's your most dreaded appointment, David? <laughs> That's an easy one. Uh, obviously, this is a setup, but that is a pediatric patient who is in pain. Uh, if I see on my day sheet, there's a patient in the afternoon, usually after school, um, little Johnny has a, a toothache. I, I honestly, it's on my mind the whole day and it's just kids in pain is tough. How do you feel about that situation? I mean, I personally really enjoy seeing kids, but obviously kids in pain is a bit of a different story because a lot of the time it's their first dental checkup as well. So they're nervous, we're nervous, mum and dad are probably also freaking out. Yeah. Um, it can be a bit of a recipe for disaster if it's not sort of done in the right way. Yeah, for sure. I think maybe we should work together because then you can see all the kids, that'd be great. Um, that's such an important appointment, both for the kid in his situation or her situation and the, the future dental life, really, um, and for building your books. And if the parent thinks you're good at what you do, they will refer. Today, you've got a guest that's going to help us with some of those tips. Who have we got? Yeah, so I was lucky enough to speak with Dr. Tim Keyes, um, and he's a pediatric dentist that works on the Sunshine Coast. And him and his wife, Sarah, have actually started a kids dental tips blog and they're really passionate about helping general dentists to become better at seeing pediatric patients. And Tim and I had a chat about how to make those emergency pediatric patient appointments run a lot smoother um, and save you some stress in the long run. The emergency paediatric patient. Uh, this is one of the most common presentations you'll see as a general dentist, primarily because it's not really well publicised uh, or known that, that kids should see a dentist quite early as just an initial checkup. So commonly you might see a patient under six that will present, they've gone and eaten on a biscuit, their tooth is broken, kids in pain, the, the mum is panicked and they want you to fix this problem now and a lot of the time they're going to tell you uh that they have no idea what happened it must have just been a hard biscuit okay so they obviously have no concept of the way decay works in kids teeth and a lot of the time they have no concept of the importance of children's teeth so there's a few things you want to try and do and there's essentially two ways you can go about managing it now you can imagine manage it as you would an adult which is look we're just going to address that one issue today Mm -hmm. Then we encourage you to come back in. Let's do a full checkup. You haven't been ever. So uh, let's see where we're going and we'll work out what's going on. Your second option is you take a step back and you say, okay, this is a new pediatric patient. We need to look at everything. There's got a large hole in one tooth. So let's look at everything. Maybe not address that today. Okay. Yeah. So that's a difficult dis discussion to have. The difference that you get adults, consent for themselves and they know what they're in for and most adults have experienced dentistry before which is you know positive but sometimes also negative, negative. yeah okay so kids don't okay and sometimes you get one shot with a kid and if they have a bad experience that's it that's very very difficult to get that child to come back so 
this is where it might, I would encourage just perhaps a different approach and you'll need to adapt it for your own practices. But I do think you'll find that you'll have a far more enjoyable response with kids. So what we would do is let's say the child attends your practice. They've got a broken 7.5, okay? The tooth's not agonising. There's no swelling. So there's no irreversible pulpitis. There's no necrosis that's occurred. However, they want this fixed. So a discussion you could have to the mum is that, hey, look, I can see that problem there. And you have that exact same discussion. Look, with kids, we may only get one shot at trying to fix what's going on. Can we have a look at everything just quickly and then we can work out what we want to do. And we may still be able to address that one problem today. So then what you could try and do is you have to take x-rays on kids. You'd never do a filling on an adult without an x-ray. So the question is, why would we do one on a kid without an x-ray? And the main reason is, oh, because it's hard. It's hard to get an x-ray, right? So there are tips you can do for um, an x-ray and things like that. But realistically, if a child can't tolerate an x-ray, that's a great first assessment. Can they tolerate a restoration? Mm-hmm. Okay. And if they can tolerate an X-ray, they absolutely nail it. Well, you think, okay, cool. I already know that they can get through something that is viewed as quite uncomfortable yeah. and a bit tricky. Okay. So you, so if you get the X-ray, and you might get it of that tooth. And hopefully if you can just snag the other one on the other side as well, you can yeah. then sit down with the parent and say, hey, this is what we've got. These, there's actually five issues going on with this child's mouth. This is the biggest one, but there's three or four others. So how are we going to go around addressing these problems? Now, do you want me just to fix this or do we want to try and work on some desensitisation, have a positive visit now and plan out how we're going to address this? And we'll get your child back in a couple of days so it's not going to go bad. And that will commonly be a far more successful approach for you in achieving what you want to do, okay? And also, paediatric dentistry has changed. There's a lot more things we can do today without having to do needles, traditional restorations, and numbing up. And it all comes down to how you plan it. The exception would be here is if a patient does come in and they're, they're an irreversible pulpitis, yeah. you know, and, and the mum just says, no, nah, I want this done today. Well, just make sure you always pre-warn them, okay, that, hey, I'll do my best. I'll, put, I'll, I'll work some magic here. I'm going to make this as fun as I possibly can. But we've got to, for example, take this tooth out. I promise you it won't hurt your child. I'll put plenty of anaesthetic in. However, they're going to feel pressure. So if their compliance fails, you have two choices. We, either we persevere and we take this out or we stop and we have to reassess. But yeah. please understand that if we have to stop or we push through, your child may view this very negatively. So it's really all about the communication with the parent and educating them on how this is going to impact their child. And most of the time, if you're talking about in the child's best interest, the parents are going to be on your side. 100%. Exactly. And that's exactly it. And it's just that, you know, some parents may themselves have been sporadic dental attenders. Yep. They may have had negatively negative experiences. So they may just say, no, 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 let's just fix this. And yep. invariably, all parents care about their kids. You know, they all want what's best for their child and they need your guidance and your help to achieve that because they don't know what it's like to provide dental treatment to a a non-compliant, unhappy child. (laughs)
So that's your job to explain that. And you don't want to talk them out of it or anything like no. that. You just want to be realistic because then if it, if, if it does start going pear-shaped and let's say you've got, like, you know, you're, you're taking a lower E out, e out on a four-year-old, you know, you know, that's hard to get numb, you know, and then you've got it numb, you've, you've ticked all the boxes, kids going okay and you start taking it out, then it's not your fault. They don't think that you're the devil, that you're torturing this child. You've already yeah. told them, hey, they're going to view pressure as pain. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not, I haven't done anything wrong here. This is just what it is. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsor and ask a question. But how do you make the most out of your CPD? I think the first step is to make sure you've chosen the right CPD. And how do you know that unless you've seen it all? cpdjunkie.com.au is made so that all of the dental CPD in Australia and New Zealand is in the one place. We've got all of the webinars, all of the live courses coming up on the website, easy to find and easy to filter. And the second step, well, it's all in the free ebook on their website, cpdjunkie.com.au, the home of Australian dental CPD. Thank you for supporting dental students and graduates, and thank you for supporting the Dental Head Start podcast. Do you have any advice for decoding children's pain? You know, the language yes. that we use to discuss with children about asking whether they're in pain is, is different to what we use when we talk to adults. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are some of the, I guess, the code words that you use to talk to a child about pain? Or do you yeah. normally talk to the parent about that situation? Look, I'll invariably have essentially two conversations. Yeah. Right. We've got headphones. Yeah. So the kid can watch the TV on the roof. We, we put them on SpongeBob, spare pants, <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants. Then I'll go yeah. and have a chat to the parent and yeah. say, hey, this is what we're going to do. And, it, and it's a, just a forthright conversation. Mm-hmm. You want me to take this tooth out? Your kid's in pain. Yeah. I promise you I'll put plenty of anaesthetic in. There's yeah. no abscess. There's not a big collection of pus here. So I'm not concerned about the anaesthetic not working. Um, however, some children, they're four, they just cannot understand that no. this pressure can be interpreted as pain. Yeah. The other thing that kids find distressing, so there's generally two things they find distressing. One is the pressure. The other is the feeling of numbness. They yeah. hate, uh, probably 50% of kids hate the feeling of the balloon in their lip, as they call it, okay? Yeah. So that's where you also discuss with the parents. Sometimes they'll be like, it's my lip's hurting, my lip's hurting, and you're not doing anything. You've just put anaesthetic in. Yeah. And that's where you just say to them, hey, look, your child may not like that. And so, you know, anyone that's worked commonly with kids, you might find that sometimes you'll have a really good kid. You know, you'll get them nice and numb and then suddenly they'll just crack it. Yeah. Uh, and, and it will be just from that reason, okay? Yeah. So that explaining that all to the parent is the way you go. Then I'll have a conversation to the child. Yeah. Now, children are smart. Mm-hmm. Children do not like being lied to. No. Okay. So uh, commonly for me, I would just say to them, hey, who's the bossy? Uh, and they'll look at me and say, me, and I'll say, no, no, I'm not the boss. Who's the boss? And they'll look at mum. No, mum's not the boss. You're the boss. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So that means if, if you're in charge today, that means if you need to stop, you put your hand up, and I promise you we will stop. Yeah. Now, do I have a nose like Pinocchio? <laughs> she would say, no, you don't. You say, okay, cool. That means I don't tell lies. Okay? That means you are the boss, and if we need to stop. Now, I promise you we don't do things that hurt here. I'm not, I don't, I don't work with children. Um, so what to hurt them, I work with children to help you. Your tooth's in pain. So what we're going to do is we're going to help it fall out today, but I need you to listen really well. Now are you a good listener and the kids will always say, I'm a great listener. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you need to listen really well. We're going to help your tooth fall out today. 
who's coming tonight? And they'll say the Tooth Fairy. He's great. Okay, cool. All right. So let, let's start listening and, and then you start working your way through. Topic yeah. of anaesthetic goes on. Then you talk to them about how you're going to give local anaesthetic. You never mention the needle word. Yeah. Um, you know, and then away you go, anaesthetics in, and then you sort of say, hey, look, we're going to just give your tooth a bit of a push here at the moment, and you show them on their arm what the wiggles are going to feel like, uh, and then invariably away you go. That's why, I, that's why it's fun to work with kids. You can muck around, yeah. work out what works, and you might say some stuff sometimes and think, oh, that didn't work. Yeah. And other times, you know, it works. You know, you can take teeth out of ears and stuff and <laughs> all sorts of things. So it can be fun. Yeah, definitely. After you have that initial emergency appointment where you're making the kid comfortable, um, how do you then sequence the treatment after that? So, you know, you might find that it's not just that one hole, there's sort of four or five holes that need to be fixed. Yeah, and that will honestly be the common approach. It's pretty rare to have one bombed out tooth that's causing pain and, Mm -hmm. and not other issues elsewhere, okay? The only exception to that might be if you've got hypomineralization. Yeah. On like a primary molar and it's only affecting one molar and then you'll see this like completely destroyed tooth and the rest are perfect. Yeah. That's exactly why I encourage you to to don't stress yourself out for the emergency appointment. You know, take your time, get through it, and then look at it. And you might actually just determine and say, hey, look, the kid, it's only sore when he eats, yeah. right? So it, we know it's not too bad and mm-hmm. we've got two millimetres here to the pulp, okay? Yeah. So mine, you know, that's going to be the hardest thing to fix. Yeah. Right, so sequencing-wise, you talk to the parents, if you just want me to fix that, that's cool, but we may not be able to get through anything else. Yeah. And the other stuff will eventually turn into that, mm-hmm. okay? Your other option is why don't we get your child used to coming to the dentist? So yeah. let's start easy and every visit we need to make sure that we finish on something that was achievable. Yeah. So, and it may mean that you have to go back a step. You see, you sort of progress. So you might say, hey, first visit, how about you come in? Let's do a clean, mm-hmm. we'll put some fluoride on. But yeah. and, you know, I also want to do like two sealants. So that way they get used to staying open. They get used to us using the suction, drying the teeth, that sort of stuff. And like, that's yeah. easy, right? Then your next step might be, okay, cool. We need to do, um, uh, you know, we, we need to do a filling up the top left or something. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to do that today. That way they'll get used to anaesthetic. They'll get used to wearing a rubber dam. They'll get used to the filling sensation. And yep. then your third visit will be, okay, now we're going to take this tooth out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then that way, even if they crack it, and you, but you get the tooth out, you've already had positive experiences. So the parent can then look back at it and say, hey, no, the rest of it was looking pretty good. I know yep. this person's not a monster. Yeah. Um, and the child can then hopefully favorably look, on, look back at it. Plus, you've addressed all their problems. Yes, that's it. Okay. Um, But if the parent says, yeah, look, I don't care. You are just a dentist. All you care about is money. Mm -hmm. So I just want you to fix this one tooth, all this other stuff you just made up. You say, okay, cool. You you obviously document that down and you fix that tooth. Yeah. And then you encourage them and say, hey, look, I'd really love to see you again before you're back in the same situation. Yeah. No, I really like that sort of stepped back approach because it means that you're actually addressing all the other problems that are maybe more of a preventative or a preventable concern rather than just doing the most serious thing, freaking the kid out and then never getting that opportunity to fix that. Exactly. Thank you so much for listening to the Dental Head Start podcast. I genuinely hope this is helping you become a better dentist. 
So if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe on your podcast player and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to social media and share something that you've appreciated from us with one of your friends. That's how the word gets out. That's how more people gain and benefit from what we're doing. And if you're a dental student or a graduate and you want to get a head start, go to dentalheadstart.com start to find everything we're doing to help dental students become great dentists.